good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Hallelujah. Blessed and highly favored. Amen. Amen. Well, go ahead and make your way in, guys, and, and, uh, and, and find your seats. So listen, so just a little bit of housekeeping, right? Just a little bit of housekeeping. They, they are coming down on businesses, and they are telling business, uh, people that frequent businesses to rat out the businesses. So here's what I need you to do so that we don't have any problems with the fire marshal or the state inspectors, right? Because they can come in and shut us down, even though they legally can't. They could make it that difficult for us, okay? Because of what they're asking, we have to come in and come sit. Come in and come sit. If we get up and start roaming, what does that look like? Right. And so the other thing is, is if somebody here was to actually get tested and a positive came out, as long as we're protecting everybody like we are, we could probably continue, right? And so that's why we're asking you, hey, you don't know how tough it is on us. <laughs> Turn this down just a little, guys. I'm getting the feedback. You don't know how hard it is on us to have to do this kind of stuff, honestly. So we're, we're seating people to try to keep them protected. We come in here in the evening and fog everything. Like the seats are wet when we're done with a disinfectant fogger, the walls, where you put your head at on that wall back there get sprayed every week, right? The doors, the switches. This altar generally gets sprayed about three times. The floor all the way up. So if you come kneel, you know that you don't have to worry about somebody else's, I was going to say snot, but to, you know, yeah, <laughs> all those kind of things. And so we're, we're doing everything we can, but what we ask is, I know it's our Christian nature, but I think it what overpowers that is our Cajun nature <laughs> to want to hug and to visit. And it is so hard, but we just have to keep watching ourselves so that if anybody was to see, they don't go, those guys ain't, and, and next thing you know, they're coming down on us. You know what I'm saying? So let's just, I know it's tiring. And that's actually what we're going to talk about today. That's the part, that's the service, to, the sermon today. So, uh, but enough of all of that. Uh, don't forget this Saturday coming up is voting day. Uh, somebody was talking this morning about what all we're voting for. I really don't even know, honestly. I, I haven't seen, uh, yeah, things, yeah. Uh, so please do some research. Uh, I, I'm going to try to do some research this weekend, as well, this week as well, because we need to be informed voters, so you don't go in there and just press a card, right? So, so let's make sure we're voting. And like I keep saying, if you don't vote, I don't want to hear a complaint out of your mouth. This, it, it, this, our nation gives us the ability to vote. Go vote. I'm not complaining. It sounds like one to me. But anyways, I, I, I was talking to a lady yesterday. That I was like, well, it's not like she complains a lot. But, so let's make sure we're voting on Saturday. Uh, and we were discussing this because uh, they use our foyer as a, a voting area. So after that's done, we're going to disinfect that area like massively. And we're going to lock the doors so we don't have to worry about them getting in. And, uh, and we're still going to have to do some disinfecting in here because of the air conditioning type of stuff, you know, but, but we're going to do everything we can to make sure the building is safe for you, amen. So we, we're trying to make sure we stay on top of that. That's why we bought a disinfectant fogger, so that we can do these kind of things ourselves. We don't have to pay anybody to come in, and, and it was like $300 every week for them to do that. And we bought the machine for $500. And the, and the chemical is $35 for five gallons. And I'm not even halfway through one five-gallon bucket yet. So it's like, yeah, it, it, it was a good measure to do that ourselves. Amen. So 
But anyway, so hey, let's look at our bulletins today and uh, a couple things I want you to, to see in here. Did anybody remember their uh, scripture from last week? You know, I, I threw away mine. I don't even know what it was anymore. On understanding. I was like, I had it up here earlier just for that purpose, and then I said, oh, I got to throw away my old one. I, I got I to gotta get that in my head, too. So we, we put that in here for you. It's on, on the right-hand side. Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Amen. We need that right now more than ever. Amen. So um, there, there's some other things on here, uh, like the scripture underneath and uh, on the other side. Uh, this is actually what I was going to, to minister on today, but I, I really felt like something else would be more beneficial. And so I'm going to hold this to next week, but I'll read it to you. We live in a time where much of the church wants customized Christianity. Total commitment is asking too much. We want options that fit our lifestyle but require no change. Whew. That's a, a, a lot. Um, hey, Braden, did, did Coach ever give you options when you were out there uh, in practice? Oh, you always had options. Practice or go home. There's <laughs> always an option, right? Yeah, in the military, they didn't give us options. Even if they said they gave us an option, you never wanted it. You want options? Mm -mm. Nope. <laughs> right? So it, it, for Christianity, we seem to be doing the same thing. So, uh, so that's what we're going to talk about next week. And uh, don't forget that uh, tomorrow night, we're going to have our virtual Bible study. And uh, that will be at 7 o'clock on Facebook Live. Uh, Facebook Live seems to be working, even though not everybody has access to Facebook. But when I stream it to YouTube and Facebook, it seems to have trouble. So I, I either get one or the other. And so we're, we're doing the Facebook right now. And uh, so tune in at 7 o'clock, and we're going to do some more Bible studies on there. Amen. So, whew, awesome. Well, listen, don't forget, if you don't have uh, Right Now Media access, just get with me, and I'll make sure that we, uh, we get you connected into that. Uh, thank you, everybody, that was able to tune in on Thursday night to our prayer service. Um, we, did, we had, you know, four of us up here talking. I know there was pastors that already had things scheduled, and there was pastors that were you know, trying to tell me that, uh, well, if I get time, I'm going to come, and we're going to work on that. You know, it, 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 I don't want to say it was excuses, but what it tells me is, is I don't quite have the relationship with some of the pastors around here that I hoped I did, or, so we're going to work on it, and, and we're going to try to build a, a coalition of ministers here in our area. It doesn't matter the denomination, it's we're all believers in Christ, so that we can spend some time together as pastors and leaders, and we can come together and pray. So hopefully it was, it was good for you and it was encouraging because we spent some time just talking and then we spent time praying as well. So hopefully that was encouraging to you. And uh, again, if you know of a pastor somewhere, you know, tell them to get in touch with me. And, and here's why I keep saying tell them to get in touch with me. Because you give me that number and I call and leave a message, I may never hear from them. But if they call me, I actually know they at least want to talk to me. Right? Because what happens is, is I've left messages and this, I don't hear anything. So if they actually call, that means they're interested. <laughs> so tell them to call me, and we'll see where that goes. Amen. So, well, listen, that's enough about all of that. Uh, hopefully the children all have their bags. We've got, we've got bags if they didn't get a bag. And um, today at the end of service, we've got communion set up. And again, we've got the little cups so that everybody can be safe with that. And uh, so there's all of the, I think that's all of that stuff that I was supposed to go over. I'm trying to remember if there was anything else that wasn't in the bulletin. And uh, don't forget about our, our giving. I know we don't have the, the trays up here like we normally do, but that's okay. We got some buckets in the back. We're, we're 
preparing for bigger harvest, so we went to big buckets instead of small trays, um, trying to take this and make it, yeah. Uh, so we, we also have the offering envelopes back there and all that, so just continue to be faithful to giving, you know, and, and thank you for those that have been able to, amen. Thank you for giving like you have. Thank you for following God's word and giving because it allows us to continue to do what we do here. It allows us to continue to help people that are in need. It allows us to continue to, to spread the gospel online. Our online services are, are kind of holding right now. They're not growing the way I was hoping they would, but it's, it's nothing for us to have 35 people on one platform, another 20 or 30 here, you know, 15 to 20 here. Uh, so we're not quite hitting the numbers we were each service, but with our services playing five times a day around the world, we're, we're reaching people in, in countries that you would never think that they'd be able to watch. Uh, I'm talking Turkey and China and India and things like that. So, uh, so thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for, for following God's word and following his voice. Amen. So we're going to pray this morning. Uh, after I, I read something, uh, I got a, got a message this morning from uh, Aaron Johnson. He sends me stuff sometimes. You know that guy? Okay. He sends me messages sometimes. I, I, I like him. I've never met him. I don't think. Have I ever met him? Okay. Uh, he came to our parking lot services. But he sent me Psalms 145.3. I, I really liked what he had to say. And uh, he tunes in sometimes on the live when he, after his services. He's at another church. It says, Great is the Lord and great to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. God tells us this morning, Let me surround you with my presence. I am King of kings and Lord of lords. When you come close to me, I come even closer to you. So as we worship him this morning, enjoy being in the presence of his greatness. Be glad that you have such a great and all-powerful God who loves you and is taking care of your every day. Taking care of you every day. God is magnificent. He can never be praised enough. He is good. Blessings to all and for, for a great Lord's day today. I was like, that's good. I like that. Amen. So, so let's pray this morning and we're going to stand up. We're going to do some worship and then we're going to hear from the Lord. Amen. So let's go ahead and stand up as we pray. Father, we thank you for letting us be in your presence because great are you, Lord. Great is all your mercy, your kindness, your love. And God, today we want to come and worship you and love you. We want to sing your praises, God. So Lord, I pray that you would just be in this place with us today as we come together Protect us, Father, from this virus as we are here today and as we travel. And Lord, just be with us because we are here to worship you, to love on you. In Jesus' name. You agree with that this morning? Come on, say an amen with me this morning. I'm trying to hear you out there. I got my ears in, so I got to, you know, be able to hear.
Hallelujah. We just got to sing his praises, guys. We got to sing his praises. Never gonna let me down. 
Come on, sing it. about you, but there's a praise in the house this morning. <laughs> Jesus.
this morning. Come on, can we give him praise this morning? Come on, church, is he enough? Come on, y'all play that one more time. I'm sorry when I come with my agenda. I'm sorry when I forget that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. I open up my Just gone through the motions, I'm sorry. When I just sang another song, take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. Uh, put up the agenda verse. I feel some people don't know what this means. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda agenda is something you have planned. You come to church. Okay, so we have worship, preaching, we pray, go eat. That's church to some people. Just those four things. Church is not just those four things. We may do them, but that's not all it is. You come, you worship. You may not make it to a preaching just because worship is that good. You got to let God flow. I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough. God is always enough. Some people don't think God is enough. God is always enough. Take me back to where we started. I know the very first time I really, really gave my heart to God. You feel amazing. You feel so free, so joyous. Every worry you ever had in your life is just out the door, in the incinerator, it's gone. But then you keep going through your walk, and then you just you, you get stale. And then you're just like, oh, yay, church. Fun. Time to get feel a little bit of joy for, what, a few hours, and then you go home, go back to your life outside the church, and then you're like, oh, there's a problem. Woo. When there's a problem, you should pray against that problem. You shouldn't just, woo, something I get to worry about. You shouldn't worry about anything. Let God handle what is coming at you. I open up my heart to you. You should open your heart up to God when you have a problem so God can deal with that problem. Because you're not meant to deal with the problem. God's meant to deal with it because you have to put your faith in God that he will deal with the problem. Put your trust in God that he will deal with the problem. It's like a kid with their parents. When a kid falls, scrapes up his knee, he's crying. It hurts, right? They're hoping their parent will come help them. That's what we call God our Father because he helps us, but we have to trust him. If we don't trust, if I don't trust my dad to help me, I'm never going to ask for any help. That's, that's how life is. Your mother, your father, whoever, you have to have faith and trust in that person that they will help you. And you need to believe that they will help you. If you don't believe they'll help you, then you're probably not going to get helped. You can't just say you have to believe it deep in your heart. You can say many things. That's like you can tell someone, oh, I'm sorry. You can mean nothing. You have to really 
really, really mean what you say, or you'll never feel a difference in your life. I've had to, I've, I've done it many times. I've had to tell somebody, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I just said it. Doesn't mean I meant it. And so you really have to sit and you have to think. I just want you. 
y'all he told me to use y'all an example y'all standing there holding hands Lord said that's what he wants with us to be standing there holding hands us loving on him spending time with him he said that's all he wants he said give him the time spend time with him presence in this place, God, for your words, for the challenges that you've brought us. Thank you for ministering to our hearts today, God. you to be seated for just a few minutes this morning. I just have something briefly that I want to bring to you. And, and you know, I've been trying to put things together on this, and it's just like I never could get a ton. Maybe that's why I wasn't supposed to deliver a ton. You know what I'm saying, Dave? Maybe I wasn't supposed to deliver a lot. I think the worship team, man, those guys are awesome. But you know, I, I say this, you know, where, where's Jose at? He went and hid. Oh. Ho- Jose coming up here giving a word is, is, is great. But you know how proud of my son I am when he does that kind of stuff, when he hears God. It's, it's, I just can't wait till he preaches the whole service. Then I'm just going to sit over there and do nothing. <laughs> Jesus. So just, just so you know where, where this came from, 
uh, I've talked about this before. There's a gentleman on YouTube by the name of Stephen Furtick. The, the sermon is tired on the inside. It's a little over an hour long. Go watch it. Go watch it. Go watch it. I'm serious. Stephen Furtick, that's Elevation Worship, Rattle, and those guys. That's the pastor there. Tired on the inside. It's a little over an hour. Watch it, I, pr I promise you, because it, it's something that I've been talking to pastors. How many days have we been in this COVID thing? Does anybody track that? Yeah, well, I know it's too many, but I'm just like, how many, how many days, how many weeks? <laughs> you know, it, it, when I was in the Navy, we'd go on six-month deployments, and this feels longer. I'm just saying, you know, we'd be on a ship away from our family for six months, seven days a week. You don't get days off when you're out at sea, you know. Well, now the shipboard guys got days off, but the air crew, the guys that worked on the airplanes, we were seven days a week, 12-hour days. The only break you got is when you pulled into port, you get one day off, and you work half a day. The shipboard guys, Mike was in the Navy, so we pick at each other. The shipboard guys on Sunday went to a holiday routine where they went to what they call duty section. They had their whole shop broke down into like four or five, and only one or two worked. Everybody else got to hang out. We never got that. So this, this still feels more tiring, right? You know, Steve, he's on the boats too. He understands, you know, you guys don't, what do y'all work when you're on there? So, but this just feels longer. Is anybody tired yet? Amen, brother. Yeah, <laughs> got my, I got my hand back there. And, and this is the thing. This is what was so interesting. I, I know I've, I've shared this before, but I'm going to share it again. It, it's, I, I was talking to a pastor the other day, and we were talking about going on vacations and taking breaks. And, and the way my mind is wired and my personality I'm like, man, all my pastor friends are going on vacation. Like, they're going to, to Toledo Bend. They're hiding out. They're taking, you know, uh, uh, seven, eight days off. And I'm like, at first I was like, you dog, you know. <laughs> but Dave, you know, I thought about it. It wouldn't do me no good. Because this isn't like you've been working in the sun every day for 12 hours a day where you need a physical rest. This is a mental barrage and for me, the way I'm wired, even if I was gone somewhere, thank you, Miss Minnie, March 13th, she, she's my uh, resident historian today, she just texted me, March 13th, even if I went on vacation, I wouldn't be able to turn off what's going on. Why? Because the way God wired me as a pastor, I'm concerned about people. So I, I made the analogy with an army buddy of mine who's a pastor who's gone on vacation, and, and, but that's the story. He needs it because there's some physical things as well that he's, you know, been going through and all, so he needs it. I told him, I said, to me, it kind of reminds me of this. We're in the foxhole. We're in the middle of the firefight, and you're in it. Hold on a second. I'm going to go take five. <laughs> that's what it feels like I'd be doing. If, if I walked away to even try to do some things, I feel like I'd be leaving everybody else to fight and fend for themselves. So I wouldn't turn it off anyways. Because I wake up in the morning trying to figure out how we're going to minister to people during this time and how, you know, there, there's lost people and there's hurting people and how are we going to do this and how are we It never stops. But can I tell you, it wears you out. It makes you tired. 
it makes us tired. I, I want to show you a verse in the Word. You can go ahead and put, go to John chapter 4. I want to show you something. It's a story, when, when Stephen Furtick brought it up, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I've read that so many times. I've done preached that so many times, and I missed over one word. One word. John chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 1. Look at this. Oh, I got the King James up there. Let me read it off of here. Now, Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Look at verse 2. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who was baptizing, but his disciples. So let me set the stage for you. They had been out baptizing in the river, right? And, and, and so the Pharisees figured out Jesus is baptizing more, so they've been on him. So now he's getting a mental barrage because they've been on him. They've been walking a bunch. But he says right here, it wasn't even him that was doing it. Okay, so now go to verse 3. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Okay. Now he had to go through Samaria. So, so the whole lake there is about 13 miles. So he traveled about seven to nine miles, depending exactly where he started on some of this stuff. So we'll just, we'll just say for at least seven miles walking in the heat. But look at this next part. So he came to a town in Samaria. See, you, we all know that story, right? He went there to Samaria called Sikar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. So we're at Jacob's well, and we're going to have the story of the Samaritan woman. Okay, watch this. Next one. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from his journey. Tired. I never noticed that word until Stephen brought that up in his sermon. Jesus was tired. I never pictured Jesus getting tired like that for some reason. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why. I, I, I never pictured him really getting tired like that. I don't know. It just, I don't know the mental picture why. As he was from the journey, set down by the well, it was about noon. And you know, I didn't put any of the rest of it up there. But remember, he has the conversation with the Samaritan woman. And he's thirsty and he asks for some water. Yeah. Right? And then they get in the whole conversation about... Well, if you had asked me for water, I would give you the living water. How many people in here are tired today? Yeah, you can raise your hand. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm tired. Your pastor's tired, man. Every day, all day long. Can I, can I tell you how crazy it is? A guy that generally doesn't like to cut the grass, I'm looking for grass to cut. I went and knocked on a guy's door the other day. He wasn't home because I was going to ask him, does your grass need to get cut? He's right down the road from now. Now, I think there's something physically going on why he can't cut it. But you know why? I put my headphones on. I got these Bluetooth big headphones, the commercial headphones. I don't hear the mower. I barely hear it rumbling back there. And I put on some preaching, and it's got an eight-hour battery life. And I just press play. And I just left, right, push down to pick the deck up. That's all I got to worry about in life. And it's a zero turn, so don't, don't let the ground be damp because I'm going to get stuck. That's all I got to worry about. You know how relaxing that is to try to push away what's going on in the world for an hour? An hour. But we see right here, even our Savior got tired, guys. It's okay to be tired. But it's what we do when we get tired, I think, has been the problem. 
he went to Jacob's well and asked for some water. What water have you been drinking? Fox News? CNN? Facebook? Gossip around town? Brother so-and-so who keeps up with the news? <laughs> what water have we been drinking? Have we been drinking the water that's coming from the world? Or have we been going to his word and in prayer saying, Father, I'm tired right now. Can, can, you, can you give me something to drink? Right? Like being in, in presence this morning during the worship. We went a little bit longer. And, and you know what? I, 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 that's the, the songs. That was just a little bit of hanging out in his presence. Because you know what? I have to be careful. Even though I talk to pastors a lot on the phone, there's some doom and gloom guys sometimes. Because we're seeing the reality of what's going on, trying to figure out, right? Like, like, like this, you know, you see California, you can't even sing in church anymore. And that's a big deal. You know, Kentucky's been that way. I didn't know that. Because nobody complained about it. <laughs> that's the only reason we figure anything out right now is because somebody complains about it, right? And, and for some reason, protesting, uh, you, you can protest in groups of 100 and it's legal, but you can't have a gathering of more than 10 because you may spread the virus. And it's like, hey, hey, what, are we, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? What are we drinking? I'm not saying don't listen to the news because we need to keep up with what's going on. But what are we drinking? And is it feeding our tiredness or is it pushing it away? Because I, I can come up with countless scriptures. That's why I didn't even put any down. I want you to think of your favorite scripture about rest. What's your favorite scripture about rest? In the, in the Bible, what's your favorite one that you go to? Anybody have one? Yeah. That's fine. Yes. Come unto me all that are weary, heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Right. You know, we've got plenty of psalms we can go to. Plenty of psalms we can go to that will help us. Remind us of what? What is that stuff reminding us of right now? Where to go. What well to drink from. Because we're tired. See, because here's the thing. We're running a race. Every one of us is running the race. The Word tells us that. But when we're just drinking that water, are we getting enough electrolytes? Are we getting enough of the proteins and the things that we need? Thinking of it as a, as a coach. No. Right? We're not getting the proteins, electrolytes, the vitamins, and all the things we need to finish our race. But if we will begin to drink of the living water, we will begin to hear his voice louder than the voice of Fox News, CNN, or any of the other ones that you want. And if we focus on his voice more than we focus on what we see around us, you're going to make it. Yeah, God, but it looks bad. Okay, but you're going to make it anyways. Yeah, but I don't think I can go another step. Yeah, but you're going to make it. Yeah, but I don't think I can go another step. And here you are on the, it's getting bad. It's getting worse. It's getting really worse. You know, it, it just, it keeps building on you and building on you. I'm not saying completely blind yourself of the world, but there's times you need to shut it off so you can listen to his voice. I want to show you a short video clip. It's about two and a half minutes. Most of us have probably seen the movie, and I think this will drive home the point. Go ahead. We'll play it. So, Coach, how strong is Westview this year? A lot stronger than we are. 
You already written Friday night down as a loss, Brock? Well, not if I know we could beat him. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> what, you only go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. <laughs> 50? I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. Your best. Okay. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I don't want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Come on, right there. Get you down. see that? Jeremy, get on his back. <laughs> get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right. Let's go, Brock. Keep your knees off the ground. Just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. Good effort. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on, keep going. It hurts. Don't quit on me. You're very bad. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know he's heavy. I'm bad out of strength. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep going. It hurts. I know it hurts. You keep going. You keep going. It's all hard from here. 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Keep going. Burn. And let it burn. burn. It's all hard. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Come on. Keep going. You promised me your best. Your best. Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. Now let me remind you of a story. Jesus was tired. He was a human being just like you and me. Fully God, but fully man that got tired. And he was beaten. And he carried his cross all the way to Golgotha. He could have quit any time he wanted to. He could have just thought the thought and 10,000 legions would have come and we wouldn't exist anymore. But he said, no, I'm dying for my people. And we get tired and we give up. He tell you, you can't quit now. You're closer to being home than you've ever been before. 
You're closer to being with your Lord Jesus than you've ever been before. But if you give up today, it's not going to be there. Jesus was tired, but he went to the well. He went where he knew he could get the drink. Listen, when you're tired, all kind of things come in. You can let anger and pride and, and all these thoughts so easily come in and affect you. All these things that so easily turn us away from what God has called us to do as his people in his church. Guys, we can't quit now. He didn't quit. You haven't been beaten with 39 lashes of the cat of nine tails that rips your body apart. You didn't have to carry a cross. He didn't quit. You can't quit either. You know why? He did it as a man full of the Holy Spirit. You were a man or woman full of the Holy Spirit. He didn't quit. You don't have to quit. You're going to make it. We've just got to start drinking the right well again and focusing on what God is really doing. Is it bad? Yes, there's people dying. Is the world going crazy? They've already gone there. Are we in the end times? I, yeah. What part of the end of the end of the end? I don't know. I just know this much. I want to keep my oil, my lamp trimmed, and I want to keep my oil can full so that when he does come back, I can see him and I'm ready. I'm not back there trying to figure out where it went. Guys, we can't quit. We get tired, we take a break like he did. Sit down and drink. Lord, I'm tired today. I'm tired. Yeah, I know. But you're going to make it. If you just listen to my voice, listen to my word. Again, I didn't put a lot of other scriptures in here because I want you to begin thinking, what's that one that comes to your mind when you're struggling and you're tired? What's that one that God brings to you, that, that verse that he put deep inside of you one time? Everything's for a purpose, guys. All that's going on is for a purpose. I don't know the purpose, and it really doesn't matter. I'm not in charge. I just go through it. My job is to bring him glory as we go. I want to carry his glory everywhere we go. But if we're tired, we're going to quit. If we're tired, we're going to hang up, and we're going to go sit at the house and just watch TV. We'll watch church online because it's safer. I know there's some people that have medical things, and they need to be at home. I'm not knocking that at all. Y'all know that. But the day we get to the point where we no longer need a church because we can do all of it online, I think you dropped your cross and you gave up. I think you gave up at that point. And I don't think we got any quitters in here. And I don't think we got any quitters online. I'm telling you, go watch this whole sermon. I, I'm not going to preach this whole sermon. There was parts in there to me I could go over all these things that just stirred me. I, I, I've already watched parts of it two and three times because it just stirred me so much. So much inside. That's what I've been dealing with. I didn't have a label for it. I didn't have a label for it, but I got one now, Jonathan. I was just tired. I was just tired. So guys, listen. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I got to share this part. You should have preached this. We, we, we were talking this morning. Yeah, Jose's like, yeah, you should. We, we were talking this morning about being connected to the vine. 
right? And, and so I want you to have this picture of, of the vine, you know, like the big grapevines and all. And, and they keep them so well pruned and all that, right? But what area do they not prune? The area that's not on their property. If the vine grows across the fence, it just grows, right? Until it gets cut off eventually. And, and when we first bought our property, it was grown out on the road probably a good 10 feet or more. And there was vines in there. But there was also some of the biggest uh, poison ivy and poison oak vines I had ever seen. And anybody that's been to the property, you see that the house next door to me, it had grown all the way under the grass. And I poisoned and cut and poisoned and cut and poisoned and cut there, the foreclosed house at that time until I could find where the roots were so I could cut them because it would, I couldn't get it stopped coming in my yard. So think about your vine as it's growing and you get out of the word and you get disconnected from a church, a family that can help you. When we get disconnected, who's trimming our vines now? Yeah, you're still alive. You're still connected to the vine. But you're being choked out. You're being choked out till eventually you get to the place that John tells us you're going to be cut off thrown into the fire we've got to stay connected and I, I believe there's a season where where there's a grace on the online and all of that kind of stuff but if we're not connected to a physical family who's helping us who's helping us so it was just a great analogy thanks for reminding me it was just a great analogy of, of us being connected as a family and continuing on what we what we're supposed to be doing amen so let's drink this morning so go ahead and play that little song. I, I just want to pray for you for a moment. And if you want prayer, I invite you to come up here and we're going to pray for you this morning. If you're thirsty and said, Pastor, I, I, I've been drinking from the wrong well. I need the right water today. And I don't know if I can overcome it by myself. I want somebody to link with me. I want somebody to link with me today. So come on, I just want you to come up here so we can pray for you if that's you this morning. They're going to play that for just a minute. And after that, we're going to do some communion, I promise. We're going to finish it off with the right juice today. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Come on. Nothing else. Oh. Nothing else. Come on, Scott. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Come on, y'all just begin to pray. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Lord, there's so much going on in our lives, Lord. We just want somebody to connect with us this morning and agree that we're going to make sure we're drinking of the right well. Even when things look like they're overwhelming the well we're trying to drink from, we know that you, you, God. Come on, pray with me this morning, God. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Give her a fresh drink, Father. Fresh drink right now. Fresh drink. Do you see the things that she sees at work and all the, the things that she listens to when she's at work, God? She needs a fresh drink today. Straight from your throne, God, the river of life that flows from your throne. Nothing else. 
she would not walk in fear, but she would walk by faith. Mighty woman of God would walk by faith. Mighty woman of faith. She will not walk in fear, but she will walk by sight. Spiritual sight. Even with all of the understanding she has with her degree in the medical field, God, she still understands there's a creator. And I thank you for her being able to have this knowledge, Lord, that would allow her to make decisions, well-formed decisions through faith, also with knowledge that you've given her. I thank you, Lord, that you've given her that ability today. And Lord, I remove the fear that would try to, to come in with her, her knowledge of, of the medical. It would so easily try to turn her away at times. I come against that right now. And I thank you, God, that you have overcome everything in her life. And that you are strengthening her even now. Through the power of your spirit. Jesus, I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. I just thank you for pouring out your blessings. Uh, your spirit, God. Just pour them out, God. Fresh. Fresh. Lord, as I know, he, he listens to your word and he, he listens to worship music and he's so in tune with all of that. But today, Lord, I ask that you would open the well up even more and pour out, God. Is that the things that are around them would no longer even be relevant, Lord, that, that that well would flow and just push away, Lord, with the, with the flow of the living water being so much greater than anything else trying to come into his life. Open up the floodgate of heaven right now, God, and release him on it. Lord, I just speak a blessing over his body physically and his family. We just want you. strength, God, we just want to walk in faith, we just want even when he can carry you. a weapon, we just want and walk in faith, we when just he could storm a door, Come on. We just want let him not rely on those things, but upon your spirit, you. upon your spirit, we just want you. We Jesus, just want thank you, Father, you. thank you, Lord Jesus.
talking to somebody the other day. We were talking about the fact that so many Christians are willing to die for Christ. How many of them are really willing to live? I just want you. Come on, do you mean it tonight? Let it flow down. down here on the altar tonight Breath of and get on your knees and just tell him, God, I gotta have you, nothing else. I'll stay here all night if that's what it takes. But God, tonight you're gonna touch me. Tonight you're gonna touch me. Come on. Why don't you pray it through tonight? Why don't you wrestle with it tonight? Ride with it tonight. Anybody else need prayer this Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Clean up. Nothing else. Can you come to prayer too? Nothing else. Get some more people to I just anoint her right now in the name of Jesus. Father, and I pray for these ears. Lord, I know their plan is to put tubes in these ears, but Lord, I just release health over her right now. Lord, even if they do put tubes, I know everything will be fine. And your hand is upon her and her family, and she will no longer have earaches. She'll no longer have the sleepless nights. 
So, Richard told you about being connected to the vine and, and what he did with, with the poison ivy. While sitting back there, I was thinking, you know, he takes care of the lawn, I don't. But there's a reason he takes care of the lawn. Not because he's a man, but because it affects me. You see, because we have an intimate relationship, he saw the effects that poison ivy had on me. And he didn't want me to have to deal with that because it was severe. So he took it upon himself to deal with it for me. I did not have to battle the poison ivy. I did not have to go and trim trees. I don't have to go cut grass. 
because he's protecting me. Why? Because he loves me. Because he loves me. Jesus is the same way. If we get cut off from him, he can't protect us. I trust that when I walk to the mailbox, which is down the same path that all the poison ivy was on, I don't have to worry about running in the house and scrubbing myself because he's taken care of the things that I would even go near already. Just stay in the house and watch them go to grass. Thank you, Jesus. I ain't out there. He's right. He never he never loved to cut the grass. He didn't like it. Me, I used to do it when we lived elsewhere. But for some reason, for some reason, he loves to cut the grass now. And I don't have to deal with consequences of even being near things that could harm me. Because I'm connected to him. That's how our God is with us. There are some dangers in our lives that we'll never have to face because he's already in front of us and he's already dealing with them for us. Rylan said it earlier, we have to trust. And you know what? If I never know what a poison ivy bump looks like for the rest of my life, I am grateful. And if you never know what was before you that God dealt with for you, be grateful. Because it could have been bad. But he was there for you. Even before you knew he needed, you needed him. Anybody else need prayer this I cut the grass and she makes brownies, so I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Hallelujah. Man, and God just so amazing. So listen, we're going to receive communion. We've got them in the little cups like we've been. We keep them sealed up until we're ready. We, we make sure we're, we're clean and all when we put them into there for you. And, uh, you know, most of us in here understand I don't mind the children having them at all if they understand what they're doing because I want the children to understand how we do church, guys. So we're going to have two of our deacons. They, they've got their masks on and their gloves on, and they're going to come. They're going to pass them out for you. Thank you, buddy. Because he got his mask on. He don't like wearing the mask, but he does for y'all. I don't like wearing them either. But, but you know what? If it will protect someone else and I have to go there, like, like honestly, when I went by the hospital to see somebody one day, I had gloves on and a mask just so I could maybe get in and see them. I, I was pulling out all the stops. I just, uh, you know, that's okay. If it will protect somebody, I'm, o I'm okay with it. 
That's okay with me. There's a hunger and a thirst. So you notice that that music that was playing right there was actually us from Wednesday night. So we're we're starting to edit some of our recordings so we can use them on on our you know our own altar music and all that. And, and so we're gonna uh, we're gonna start working on uh, making some of that stuff. You know because when when you're on YouTube and Facebook that that first Wednesday worship. They kicked me. They, I got so many emails for that because of the videos that were playing. <laughs> Copyright infringement videos. Facebook, the same thing. Uh, it, because, again, we were playing a video from somebody else. And, and so, we, yeah, we get emails and we get all this crazy stuff. So, but that's okay. So, we're going to start using some of our own production stuff. And we don't have to worry about it. Hallelujah. Because I don't want to get kicked off of YouTube or Facebook, even though I really... It's just it is what it is, but I don't want to stop the ability to, to minister to people. So, all right, everybody got one over here that wanted one. Okay, see, oh, Mike Bev already got their first ones open. Yeah, I'm not a fan of these cups, but they serve a purpose right now. They keep everybody safe and they let us do this. Because without it, how would we even pull this off? <laughs> I have no idea. Thank you, brother. Everybody over here got them. Everybody over here. Amelia, we almost done, girl. Come on now. We almost done? We almost done? Appreciate Oscar. Oscar's out there with Caitlin. All right. Thank you, brother. Anybody else need one? Everybody got one that needed? Okay. Well, I better keep that one out because I touched it now. So, so listen, I'm going to read this to you and Go ahead and open up your, your first part. Can you stand up with me? Let's stand up and do this. Corinthians teaches us this. For I received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. As when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner, he also took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. This is something we get to do to remember. And if you notice, my prayer normally is, is don't let this just become something small. Because it's not. Because you know what? This piece of bread right here, even though it is a flavorless piece of paper, At this point, it reminds me of what my Lord did for me. That's what this is. It reminds me that he took a beating for me. All those stripes were for me. And because of that, I receive health. I receive healing. By his stripes, we were healed. So today, as we partake of this cup, we are remembering what he did for us, but we are also receiving his body and everything that went with it. So today, as we partake of this, I want you to say it. I receive health. Not yet. I receive health. So, Father, we thank you for this bread that represents the body of Christ that was broken for us, that was beaten. And according to your word, by his stripes, we were healed. So today, as we partake of this bread, we receive the healing that comes from Jesus Christ. In his name we ask. Amen. Let's take the bread together.
And it said he took the cup. The grape juice represents his blood. You always have to have juice, blood, for a covenant in Jewish history. So today we get grape juice. Again, isn't really great grape juice, but it doesn't matter. Because it's what's representing his blood that was shed on a cross at Calvary for me, for you, everyone before us, and everyone after us. It was a once and for all, no more needed. So today as we partake of this, I want you to remember his blood that was shed for you. Willingly, nobody forced him to go to the cross. He could have quit anytime he wanted, but he said, no, I can't. I've got to go one more step, one more step. They need me. We partake of this juice today. I want you to just say that. Say, Lord, I thank you for your blood that forgives me of all my sin and washes me. So, Father, we thank you for this cup that represents the blood of Christ that was poured out for all of us, the last sacrifice that needed to happen so our sins could be forgiven The mercy seat would no longer require the blood of bulls and goats once and for all, God. So today we receive this blood and we say thank you for washing us and cleansing us and forgiving us by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We ask in his name. Let's drink the cup together. So let me speak a blessing over you and then we can can be dismissed. So Father, I thank you for the people here today. I thank you for all your blessings, Lord. I thank you for watching over us as a family and protecting us. And Lord, I speak life and health into our bodies, protection against the virus and against the craziness of this world, against the craziness of this world. And I release peace into our homes. And Lord, I thank you that we can now, we understand that we need to drink of the right well, even when we're tired. In Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Brother Chip's got a little bucket back there. We can throw these as we go. Don't forget if you have an offer.